had action, we had drama, we had, uh, I don't know, getting lost in space. Uh, it was lots of fun. It had, you know, uh, ship battles, it had knife battles, uh, it had gunfights, it was, you know. Oh my god, I almost forgot the knife battle. And that right? was very nice of the Klingon, threw the knife over. Turns out he has a little bit of honor when you put him on the spot in front of all his guys. <laughs> he succumbs to peer pressure, we know at least that much. <laughs> so episode nine, Into the Forest I Go. The newly invented uh, fall finale format. Uh, so the Discovery is ordered away from Pavo to rally with the fleet. This is the classic, the Borg are attacking and you send Picard off to the Romulan front lines. Like, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> they get ordered to Starbase 46. Lurka appears to comply and is like, no, we're going to warp there. We have the amount of time it'll take us to get there at warp to solve cloaking devices. Yeah, and I just have to say that we haven't actually gotten to see too many of the warp effects, and I actually really am enjoying it because uh, the, they had a great <laughs> that's, shot that's a of point. him yeah. facing the camera, and then on the main view screen, you saw it go to warp. And that was a gorgeous shot. I just loved it. Yeah, it was. I mean, you're right. I mean, we've mostly gotten uh, spore jumps, I guess. When the shuttle jumped, at least, it was a little kind of like lightning bolt effect almost. Oh, yes. Um, they do the bang. They do the Adrum's bang, right? That's as much as I remember. Basically, yeah. Yeah. But this time they did the warping star field and it looked like you're actually flowing through water and that kind of stuff. I dig it. That, that was cool. Um, I just I love the idea that they have three hours to solve the cloaking device. Starfleet has been working on this for months, but OK, guys, it's crunch time. You got three hours. Get to it. <laughs> I know the ship isn't called the Enterprise, but I have high expectations. <laughs> if they can do it, we can do it. <laughs> uh, they don't use tachyon fields. They don't use high energy torpedo bursts. They do 3D scanning, basically. You have to go make a million measurements in order to figure out how something is actually behaving. It's kind of like uh, triangulating a radio wave <laughs> or something. Yeah, a triangle with 133 vertices. <laughs> In multiple more dimensions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lurka had a great line on the bridge. When you're going to disobey orders, it's best not to announce it. And that's what, right. that was his cover for going to warp. And I loved it because it was an unspoken rule, I think, with all the other captains. But he just flat out says yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, the classic disobeying orders to save the universe. I felt like it was a little bit, bit of a burn toward Michael. Like, I felt like he gave her like a side uh-huh. look like, you're mutiny. <laughs> you just did your mutiny wrong. <laughs> Like, here's how you mutiny person. (laughs) In an alternate universe, she just went down to engineering and and rerouted phaser control or something. (laughs) Yep. And so so he wants to use Stemets uh, as an excuse for why they can't spore jump back to the starbase. Sounds good to me. Good plan. Stemets, you're, you know, you must be experiencing some issues. And he's like, actually, I'm a little itchy. But then <laughs> Stemitz realizes, uh-oh, uh, but if we do actually scan me, then they're probably going to figure out that I'm not having a good time with all this jumping. Right. Things, right. things are going um, So he gets checked out, and sure enough, there is some stuff measurably wrong with him. Um, I was dreading the scene. I wasn't sure. I mean, we knew how the doctor was going to react, but I didn't exactly want to see his reaction, to be honest. But he <laughs> played it super professional. Um, at first you can tell he's just being quiet, you know, he, he doesn't want to be a jerk, but it's like, we're going to have a fight later kind of looks and all that. (laughs) But then that just made like Stemets, like, I love you even more heart wrenching because they're like, okay, I won't even, we won't even have to have that fight now. I'm just going to be a little angry. Well, he denies that he's having any other symptoms here. To the captain. And to everyone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
to everyone, to everyone. Uh, but then he and the captain go off to have a little little talk about doing doing the jumps because they've determined that by doing all these spore jumps, uh, they can cut the time to triangulate the Klingon ship down <laughs> to about four minutes. Well, from five years down to three days, down to four minutes, right, yeah, right. something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's a big <laughs> ask. <laughs> this is the uh-huh. uh, send Jordy off to die ask, basically. Um, <laughs> we all know like uh, he's, this jumping thing can't be good for you, and 133 of them can't possibly be good. Right. I mean, we've been kind of working towards like something bad is going to happen eventually if they keep doing it. Lork, Lork actually says uh, where no one has gone before. thought that was fun. Oh, man. The <laughs> They're just nailing it now. <laughs> Um, and then starts pointing out uh, alternate parallel universes because it turns out i guess Lorca actually does have some interest in the scientific benefits of all this it's not just let's go murder klingons he specifically says we need to win this war but then and then they're like oh yeah but then good stuff but so did you believe him (laughs) or is he just playing stemets like i don't know what to believe out of Lorca. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I the, just the first thing I thought was like, oh, okay, this is our this is our mirror universe thing. We've been waiting. What? You don't think that's gonna be mirror universe? Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, he's like, look, look at these pockets of <laughs> of parallel dimension. I thought they were leading us into what happened at the end of the episode. I thought that's all it was, but I am thoroughly intrigued by your mirror universe theory. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then there were some there were some squiggle lines at one point when he's pointing out the different you know the timeline and stuff. And then there's these squiggle lines, which reminded me a lot of the. Um, the timeline display in year of hell on Voyager. Oh, the very complicated one on the alien ship. And they're like, right. you got to think four dimensionally, man. <laughs> that was one where Paris really shined. So where are we at? We are back on the bridge and deciding that someone needs to go to the Klingon ship and put stuff on it. As a part of the plan, as a part of the 133 jumping around, we're going to board the ship, which to me just sounded ludicrous. This is a giant ship full right. of very angry Klingons, but <laughs> It's Starfleet. They know what they're uh, doing, I guess. So Ash is going and Michael talks her way into it, I guess, because she really wants to go along. <laughs> uh, probably to protect Ash. Again, we got the scene where Lorca is very protective of Michael. And I'm still not 100% sure why. But it was very clear he did not want her to go. But she pushed it. And again, to his credit, he yeah. let her go. She made a very convincing speech. That she's a genius and no one else is. So deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also question, I mean, I know Ash is kind of a badass and he's the chief of security, but like, you know, sending him back to the Klingon ship seems like, uh, who knows, he might go into shock and become useless or something. Yeah, I right? do feel like that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mistake on Marco's <laughs> side because, um, come on, brother, I know you're broken, but you got to have some compassion for other people. You know, at least at least send a couple of red shirts along. Yeah, to take a few of the hits and <laughs> just yeah, get in the way exactly. of that coming on or exactly. something. So, they make so it Michael's over. convincing. It's it's the Ash and Michael show again. I, I noticed they haven't even changed from the last uh, away mission. They're they're still wearing the utility uniform. Yeah, we'll figure out we'll figure out Starfleet code eventually. <laughs> have to start documenting. <laughs> but amazing. I mean, the code is like send send the two characters that always go on the away missions. <laughs> Okay, so it's a stupid, wild plan, but it's uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> Stemets, uh, and we get our first spore jump uh, at warp. I love this because I was loved at, it. I had no idea what was going to happen. I was curious if they were going to still be in warp, but no, that ship came to a screeching halt on that planet. 
Uh, well, I mean, that's that's the whole idea, right? Is that warp is not from the perspective of the ship. The ship is not moving. It has no velocity. You're warping space around you. So you can come to an immediate stop like that. Fantastic. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But boy, Stemmets has gotten um, good at navigating, right? Because at first he wasn't even yes. sure like if he could get to a spot. Now he's doing it at warp. So good on you, Stemmets. He he right. he really rallied right. for this one. I love I love that the Klingons refer to Discovery as an enchanted vessel. That was great. <laughs> great line. It looked quite good off their uh, view screen when it warped in and they were just yeah. kind of staring it down. It looked good. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and their decloaking effect, also very cool. Yeah, the green fuzziness happens. My headcanon is that that's them like venting heat or something, you know, that you'd have to contain while you're cloaked. <gasps> oh, I like that. Yeah, some kind of plasma right? discharge. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's actually <laughs> on fire. It's actually really a plasma. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we got to see some external shots of evasive maneuvers of a starship. Oh. That looked Good. And they're actually evading and maneuvering. Can you imagine? I wasn't ready for that. Our helmsman <laughs> said, get ready for this. And I wasn't ready. And then they showed it to me. Thank you, Star Trek, for they, finally they giving it to me. Went pedal to the metal. <laughs> All of that was was great. And I, I just I have to say, one of the things I love is that Ash and Michael are wearing little cloaking devices to go onto the cloak ship yeah. to disable the cloaking device. <laughs> Starfleet likes Steve. a little poetic depth to their missions. <laughs> can we get some? Can we get yes. some poetry here? <laughs> this mission needs irony. <laughs> so somehow they actually do make it onto the ship. Good job, Starfleet, uh-huh. and they're doing well. Um, except Michael detects a human. Good job, Michael. Uh-huh. Always got to throw a wrench in things. <laughs> I like that the little sensors that they're dropping, they're, they look like a like a giant uh, Amazon Echo or something because <laughs> it like announces itself. But- like the little legs pop out and it's like, oh, hello, I'm a sensor device. I'm <laughs> uploading and stuff. Waiting for a Wi-Fi connection. But <laughs> but couldn't they just make the bottom flat instead of having the stupid little legs? Okay, the legs are cute, but <laughs> just make it flat, people. <laughs> it had to be at least six inches off the floor. Fine. <laughs> so we're going to go try to rescue this human. We have up to 60 seconds to do it. Burnham's not doing well at opening this door. But guess what? Ash is a pro at Klingon doors. Conspiracy theories. He is. <laughs> he knows He knows to cut the um, Everything. red fiber optic. <laughs> I think he just I grabbed about half of them. The door closed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if he grabbed all of them, it would have opened all the way. Uh, classic classic um do the thing in the control panel and then the door opens like a little bit so you gotta strain to open it uh and i guess the admiral was not dead just looked dead yeah i i honestly did not know where they were going with that so good to see Mm -hmm. she's back i guess the the way this the way this works for me is that like all this is taking place like only a few hours i guess after she was maybe electrocuted yeah i guess that's possible the Klingon lady, uh, Laurel, she didn't look so good, though, either. So I don't know what her deal was. Maybe they beat her, too, and she was she was knocked out. Yeah, also. At least she still had her legs. She, yeah, right, the Admiral. Um, so she has her legs, let's be clear. <laughs> they must have just severed her spine or something because she couldn't move, unfortunately. Um, Meanwhile, she missed a very tense scene between Ash and the Klingon. Yes, uh, which was resolved by Michael. Who just shoots the Klingon, which is <laughs> nice and quick thinking. I, I love that because there wasn't a, a, a monologue or something. I thought we were going to get a lot of backstory there. <laughs> but no, she just looked up, understood yeah. the situation and bang, bang. Okay, let me go help Ash. Oh, 
There's a live Klingon. Better shoot it. <laughs> okay, that's the bad way of looking at it. I, I think she made <laughs> decisive Vulcan rationalization there. There you go. There you go. Very yes, logical. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then she heads off for the bridge to place the last uh, sensor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they explain the bridge is four times bigger than a Starfleet bridge. So I guess there's a little room to sneak around. Right. A- apparently. Pretty gutsy yeah. move. She's down under the floorboards there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on? We're, we're jumping around on Discovery at this point. So dis- Discovery has started. It's jumping, jumping around scanning sequence. And Stennis is suffering. He does not look like he's having a good time. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine what's going through his head because the pace looked pretty fast, right? It was like a couple beats per yeah, drop. it was like one every few seconds. Yeah. I don't know how he keeps that in his head. Are they feeding coordinates to him? Did he memorize coordinates? Ugh, poor guy. Well, he's a supercomputer now, so. I guess so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Put that on your resume. Uh, uh, I looked this up. Uh, digoxin is an actual heart medication to treat heart murmurs and stuff. So I guess he was having heart problems. Oh, uh, is that when he was, uh, they, they quote him at 180 at one point, but I think it even got worse after uh, that. Yeah. High. I'm it's no like, doctor, Jim. It's like me after a run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did a bunch of jumps, but the plan is working. Yep. I can't um, believe it. So back on the back on the Klingon ship, there uh, Cole has had enough of this and is thinking about just bailing. Smart, um, good job, Cole. Pretty smart, pretty smart. Uh, and so Michael just kind of makes the executive decision to be a badass. She just pops off a couple Klingons. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think those were the navigators, so I guess they were the ones that were about to She's jump. so logical. Okay. <laughs> so that was, yeah. I really liked that Cole was picking his teeth with the badge. Mm. That was a, mm. a classy mm. uh, villain move. Michael brings up the excellent point uh, to Cole that he didn't kill Giorgio. Uh, he didn't capture the ship. Uh, he mm. didn't really have anything to do with, mm. with anything going on there, and... and uh, so she challenges him to uh, an honorable well, duel. Well, first she makes it very clear. I killed Tacoma. <laughs> I am a right. badass. <laughs> uh, her speech was great. It was and a good amount of gloating. Uh, I want to go real... It was, it was uh, great. We have to be clear, though. We, we actually have universal translators working at this point. So we're not reading subtitles. Thank God. You know, I, I didn't oh, mind okay. subtitles, but it's a little little easier to follow, I, I guess. I just feel like the actors can, you know, speak better and do their job better if they're allowed to speak a language yeah, they know. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. It was a good it was a good way to transition from doing everything with subtitles to doing everything in English. Yeah. And Cole's honorable. He yeah, tosses the I, knife. I gotta say, I kinda like the next generation Klingon knives a lot better. <laughs> I mean, these are sort of cool. These you ones know, look like gardening shears to stabby, me. I yeah. thought you got to go trim a bush now. Yeah, <laughs> they they do. They look like maybe some kind of kitchen implement. Yeah, it turns out. Um, when- I just I really love I really love the next generation ones with the little blades that pop out from the sides. And they're so classic. classic. Well, OK, we just said that word twice. But yeah, <laughs> they're classic for a reason. We like them. <laughs> Yeah, it's the problem. They're they're more ornate and all that. They probably look better in HD, to be honest. But yeah, the design's not quite uh, as perfect. Yeah, I, I saw I saw they made a real quote unquote real version of it, a replica that I played with once, and it was eh, you know not as great <laughs> in person, but super cool sure, on the show. Yep. Uh, so she's she's holding her own during this fight, but thankfully Stemitz finishes his 133 jumps somehow. And uh, they're able to track the cloaked ship and they're able to beam everyone off. 
Uh, I think we completely neglected yes. to talk about Ash. We did. So I guess let's go back to there. So he he had a panic attack uh, when he saw Laurel and has been useless um, for a while. <laughs> uh, some guards come and the admiral kind of fends them off while trying to talk Ash into helping, uh, which he recovers and does. And then as they're being beamed out, Laurel jumps on him and gets transported out too. Oh yeah, this is uh, Star Trek Four when uh, the lady from the the whale <laughs> science place. Oh, I'm, I'm losing oh, it here. Yeah. Okay, when she jumps on Kirk yep. so that yep. she can ride up on the ship. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, I was wondering how they were going to get her off of the ship because I feel like you know she was going to be an ongoing character later on. She is on board, and Ash actually goes to see her after explaining to Michael that she's terrible, and he. I was right. down in front right. of her like, mm, okay, conspiracy is confused. And yeah, that oh was, my God, I guess uh, like usual with the Klingon plot, I have no idea what's no going on. No clue at all. Is this a part of Laurel's <laughs> grander plan? Like we have no clue what's going on with her. It's great. I like it. I, right. I was a little frustrated it last is. week, but I'm at this point. I'm like, it's just a good mystery. So this will be fun. See what actually is going on with her. Yeah. And and now we've got her on the ship. Uh, we don't know what her end game is. So we've got the the discovery in some parallel universe or something. And it's <laughs> we have to talk about the scene though, where uh, the captain uh, wa- wants to give the accommodation to Stemets for making those jumps and succeeding. Yes, and it just had all the um, classic cop show of this is my last day on the job. I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> they just kept <laughs> burning it in one more jump one more jump oh yeah <laughs> and i i was totally i was classic. not spoiled on this episode i did not know what was gonna happen and even me i was just like oh god this jump is not gonna go well <laughs> <laughs> my for my notes i wrote down one last jump aim for the bushes oh. <laughs> we're aiming for the bushes of this one we'll see how it goes do you think they're in real space or are they in crazy space i think they're somewhere in real space um, oh, and this is, I think this is actually the scene where uh, Lorca says, this is going to be a whole new chapter for Discovery. Title. <laughs> Which I'm sure will get pulled out and put in every commercial for Discovery between now and January. Oh, is it January? We have to wait till January. <laughs> I'm excited for this because uh, this is Voyager. Yes. We're lost in space. I hope that they don't resolve it in the first episode. I wouldn't really enjoy spending three episodes lost in purple land. See what it's got to offer. At least. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully they'll get back and maybe the war will be over. Oh, gosh. No, it'll probably escalate. Cisco will have to come. Random thing from this part of the episode. Uh, we got to see the captain's chair interface, uh, including multiple screens and transitions. Uh, and it was actually a pretty, pretty sensible nested menu they had there. And I was actually thinking they had a back shot of it. It looked like a very 1960s chair. You know, everything looks very modern on the bridge, but somehow that chair by itself just looked 1960s to me. <laughs> very cool. Also, uh, first first Klingon nudity in in the, I guess, continuing theme of this being a more um, PG-13 Star Trek. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it's not really R. It's this is less than you would have gotten in a PG movie in the 1980s. So, you know, I think there was more in Back to the Future. So yeah, <laughs> there's no scandal here or anything. <laughs> but it, it did drive home the point that Ash had a terrible time there because yeah, he was abused. Yeah. And, and you know, new, new uh, ground for Star Trek. <laughs> a new chapter for Star Trek. A new rating for Star Trek. Discovering things all the time. <laughs>
Bye. <laughs>